At this time, I want to invite up Brad Kuyper to join me representing Gideon's International. Would you please welcome Brad? Hey. He is here with his wife, Marcia, and they are from the uh, Sioux Center area. And I'm told that you and I today are twinning. <laughs> you look good, brother. Well, I like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. well, he is going to share with us an update. Today is the start of Missions Month. We had uh, Kinship Radio represented during the Sunday school hour. Thank you to Carter uh, Dreblow, wherever you're sitting here this morning, and his wife Cindy, uh, up north of Eden Prairie. They made their way down here this weekend uh, to join us in worship. And uh, yeah, we can give them a hand. Thank you for being here. Yes. And so all month long, we'll have guests that our ministry continues to support. And uh, today we'll hear from Gideon's International. And let me pray before you begin. All right. Father, we thank you uh, for this time here. And we thank you for Brad. We thank you for his heart, his ministry. And, and Lord, as he serves and helps uh, with Gideon's International, as he's here now to give us an update. And we thank you for this. And we ask, Lord, just a blessing upon this time together. Holy Spirit, come and minister to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Russ. <clears throat> what would be your thought if you were standing outside one day and a Bible dropped out of the sky and landed at your feet? Well, that is what happened to Ernesto. It was a day the Gideons were doing a distribution at a university campus. Many students are thankful to receive these testaments and declare that to us. But one of the students coming by, as he was walking, he was handed a free New Testament. And after looking into it, he tossed it, just threw it away. You know how that is when something like that happens. You feel a pit in your stomach. You'd like to just drop everything. The word of God being tossed away. Uh, but it landed on the roof, and it was difficult to stop and go up there to get it. And so we rely, as we do always, with the Gideons International, Psalm, or, uh, Isaiah 55:11. It tells us the word of God will go forward. It will accomplish his purpose, and it will, re not, it will not return empty. But how can that happen when it lands on the roof of the building we were by? Well, it happens that Ernesto was working on the roof. He was working with a roofing company doing repairs. And from nowhere, this Bible came through the air and landed at his feet. His thought was God was trying to send him a message. He was in some kind of uh, depression, working through some things in his life. And he took note of it, of course, uh, picking it up. And as he finished his, that day... He went on home, began to read from God's word, and wondered what God had in mind for him. Well, the next day, he came back uh, to, the to the university there to finish up the work on this, on this roof, and he noticed the Gideon standing in front of his building, handing out testaments just like the one he had received that dropped from the sky. And so he inquired with them uh, what they were doing and uh, offering free testaments of God's word. 
he had informed them that he had uh, read through the night uh, from that Gideon New Testament. And uh, at the very end, he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He signed his name that he'd accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. And it says in this book, if you go through the plan of salvation, after making your decision to receive Christ, we encourage you to prayerfully seek a local church and, uh, and grow in a, your new Christian faith by the clear teaching of the Bible. So that's how we can work as a missionary arm of Faith Community Church. Uh, and we enjoy working with that, hearing testaments like this. Well, uh, we can do that uh, in our opportunities on a campus like that university. Uh, our goal is not to distribute God's word, but to seek the lost for Jesus Christ, to plant the seed, and on occasion have opportunity for personal witness. For over 100 years, the Gideons International place scriptures, and we pray that God will move hearts. We are uh, organized in 199 countries around the world, and uh, over uh, 100 different languages of those scriptures, and now on a Bible app that has uh, uh, interpretations and and uh, of about a, a thousand different languages and dialects. So you can share this now with people around the world. We're probably most known for Bibles like this one that you may have seen in your hotel or motel as you've traveled. And uh, we often wonder in these days with counterculture around us, why hotels do that? Well, not long ago, there was a note that was left in a room of a hotel. It was a young lady that had been going through some personal difficulty. And she had gone to this hotel, uh, separated from her family at that time. They were going through some struggles there. And she had take, gone to this hotel to end her life. Uh, and when she was registered and got in her room, uh, she was looking around and noticed a Bible similar to this one in the drawer of the nightstand next to her. And she began to read it. And uh, the revolver that she had taken along to commit that gruesome act, she left in the room and left a note with it. These are reasons why hotels uh, encourage us. And many of those were taken out through covid for various reasons, but many are returning again, so your prayers would be appreciated for that. Well, the auxiliary also helps us out. We work as husband and wife in ministry. As you can imagine, the auxiliary can well uh, be better placed in areas that we have difficulty as men to be in, places like nurses and uh, medical staff, domestic violence centers, and doctor clinics and offices. Where we as Gideons are at the local fairs, uh, the Iowa State Fair this past year, about 7,000 people stopped in to receive a copy of God's Word. And at Iowa State University here recently, a little over 2,000. So these are things that we get um, numerous thank yous for being there and sharing God's Word. Well, Mia was a young girl in the country of India, 
And uh, as she was in school one day, uh, the Gideons were there and offered free New Testaments to the students at her school, something similar to this one that we carry, a pocket New Testament. And uh, so Mia uh, was interested, and when she got home, she began to read it, and she shared it with her Hindu family. Her father was very much against it, told her this was not a good thing for her to read. But Mia was convicted to find out what was in this book, and she continued to read it, eventually gave her life to Jesus Christ as a savior. So she began to witness to her family, uh, but was continually rejected. So one day, while Mia was going to school in a bus, uh, there was a, a flood, a big rainstorm, and the school bus was swept off the road into the river, and Mia and all those on board were lost. And so it was a great time of mourning in that community, and especially for Mia and her family. And as they were mourning that loss, the father, Mia's father, uh, was going through her belongings at home, and he found the New Testament that Mia had received. And she had signed her name in there, giving her life to Jesus Christ. And there was a personal note to God in that written in that testament. And she said to God, if I need to give my life for my family to become believers in Jesus Christ, I'll freely give it. So Mia's father, of course, read, read that. And over time, the entire family came to know Jesus Christ as their savior. In fact, it had in, uh, impacted the entire village where she was living. And even today, a few years later, after this occurrence happened, that story of Mia continues to circulate throughout the country of India. For, for the Gideons, as I said, the, the goal is not to distribute Bibles, but to reach the lost. And we thank you for faithful churches and pastors who continually preach the faithful word of God. And uh, we want to uh, help in this mission, and uh, as the pastor described here, the beginning of mission emphasis in this church. Well, there are a few ways that you as individuals can be involved in that. First of all, prayer. We believe that a ministry bathed in prayer will be successful. The Lord will honor these prayers, so we, pray for, we ask for your prayers. We possibly want to join us in the work of the Gideons and distributing to your local schools and hospitals. And uh, we'll be here for the, uh, for the uh, celebration with the Chili Fest after. If you'd care to visit about any questions related, we'll be here to take those questions. We have uh, cards uh, for a variety of purposes that you can use to donate Bibles in honor of your loved ones. So you could use that. And as we leave here, there will be a plate by the door. If you wish to give an offering, uh, we want you to know that 100% of that donation will go for the purchase of these scriptures and Bibles. Uh, we're volunteers <clears throat> in the Gideons International. <clears throat> And uh, so those donations go for the purchase of these scriptures. Well, we want to thank you, Pastor Russ, for the privilege of representing the Gideons here today and the honor of worshiping with you. Thank you.
And as uh, Brad mentioned, that we, we will be taking a special offering for Gideon's International. Um, there's a couple ways to do that specifically. You'll notice in your bulletin there's an insert that uh, has an envelope attached to it. You can do it that way as you give directly to Gideon's International, or you can make a check or donation out to Faith Community Church just putting Gideon's in the memo or indicating that, and we will get it to them. And uh, those plates will be available at the door on your way out uh, this morning. Let's take a moment here to pray over Gideon's International, uh, representing uh, the ministry. Brad is here today. We're going to pray that the Lord would bless this next year of ministry for them. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for all that you do through Gideon's International, and we know that your word does not return void, and Lord, that the purpose in which you send it will be accomplished. And so we thank you for those that partner with Gideon's International by stepping in and distributing the word. Bless them. Lord, give them favor as they go out and and share the word of God with people, and trusting divine guidance and divine appointments where a Bible can be thrown to a rooftop by someone who doesn't want to receive it at that time, and it lands at the foot of one who does. We trust you in the process of distributing the word, and I pray a blessing on all those who are doing so. And for those who choose to lean in and partner with Gideon's financially and through prayer, Father, I pray that we would be a blessing in the sending of the word. Lord, guide us by your spirit how you want us to be involved, and may you receive all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brad. Thank you again to Brad Kuyper. This morning, uh, we have just a very brief reflection here on a passage. Uh, If you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9, I want to walk through our verse for the week. There is a typo that I did Uh, Regarding the verse for the week, it's Matthew 9, not Matthew 8. But we're going to Matthew chapter 9, and it's the very tail end of this chapter. And we're going to start in verse 35 here this morning. And before we read the word, I want to take a moment here to pray and ask the Lord to bless this time as we uh, spend this time in the word. And the Lord speaks to us through his word, so would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you. For all that's taken place here in this worship service, and as we take this time now to hear from you, we pray that your spirit would speak to our hearts in a very clear way. And Lord, I pray that you would stir in us, Lord, ways to be involved in your kingdom. And I thank you now, Lord, we want to bless you as we lean in. And Lord, we ask your spirit to guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, before we read from these passages, I want you to just imagine something with me, okay? We got a lot of farmers in the room, right? So you go out in the spring, and you prepare your field. And as you prepare your field, then you plant the seed. Seed's been planted. Through the year, you might, you know, do some things here and there to help with weed control and pest control and all that stuff. So you do all of that. But there's a problem in the midst of this whole thing, and I hope you feel this sense of burden when I share this problem with you. There are no harvesters in the state of Iowa to pull that crop out come harvest. Would you be in a bit of a pickle? 
Yeah, think of the acres and acres of crop, and it's all starting to dry and get ready for harvest, and we go, we don't have any combines. What are we going to do? I guess we'll have to go out there by hand. And then as you're out there picking these things and, and trying to do what you can, putting them into some kind of basket, all of a sudden you see some guy rolling by in whatever brand you want it to be, okay? And he's got this combine, and he's heading your way. And he's waving at you. What would your reaction be? You'd be like, praise the Lord. We have a combine. We have a harvester. And so with that illustration, with that story in mind, I want us to consider some spiritual application with that story. Okay? So go with me here. Matthew 9 starting in verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. That's our passage here. And there's basically two things I want to say with this passage. The first is recognizing what Jesus has come to do. He says that he brings the good news of the kingdom and he, he heals every disease and sickness and he's got compassion on the crowd. This is the gospel. Jesus has come and with him comes this good news of spiritual healing. And, and he comes and, and he does a breakthrough for those that were stuck in the curse of sin. And we are made whole and we receive this because of God's compassion for our life. And there is a crowd of people around Jesus as he's walking with his disciples. And this crowd is there because they're experiencing this compassion, this healing. The kingdom has come. And Jesus' care and concern for them, he says they're like sheep without a shepherd. And we know that Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. And so we know that Jesus has come to guide and to lead our lives. But he turns to his disciples and I think he, he gives them truth about what is going on in the world. But he also calls them to be involved in this truth. He says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And he says, therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest for more workers. So I told you the beginning story. Imagine you have all this crop and no combine to get that crop out. So we're all kind of doing this labor by hand. And then here comes the combine. You'd be so overjoyed that this, this harvester has arrived. And I want you to think about the spiritual implications of your life. So we come into contact with this compassionate God who saves us, who heals us. But then we have a job to do. 
How many of you know that to be true? I'm not saved just to get into heaven. Eh? When Christ changes my life and redeems me, it's to call me to get to work. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a pastor. That is the mission of everyone who is listening to my voice. We are to be workers in the harvest. But here's the thing. The world distracts us from the labor in which we're to be involved in. In fact, the world gives us a whole lot of other things that we can labor in. I got to go here and I got to go there and I need to do this. I need to do that. And and we get this mentality and before we know it, it's like the work of the harvest kind of gets quieter. It's a little more in the distance. And Jesus says, no, no, no. I've saved you to get to work. There are people who need me. In fact, the harvest is plentiful. I need the workers. Who's willing to step up? Who's willing to answer that call and say, Lord, use me? So one thing we can do is also pray to the Lord of the harvest and saying, God, would you please raise up people, an army of people who will preach the gospel and who will bring Christ to those around them? And so an application question for all of us here is, are you willing to be involved in that harvest? Are you willing to pray for more workers? You know, it's interesting. I have a friend of mine in ministry. You know, we, we pray for revival. Hey, we've done that together. We've done that as area churches. How many of you have prayed for revival, right? What's interesting here is what Jesus is saying here. He says, pray to the Lord of the harvest, the one who's in control of that revival thing, okay? And he says, pray for more workers. And it shifted the way my friend started praying. I think we need to pray for more people who are ready to get to work because the harvest is out there. There are people you know that I don't, and there's people that I know that you don't, but we all have a sphere of influence, and there's people that are ready. They're ready for a Bible to just land at their feet, and they're ready for a person just like Philip and the Ethiopian man, to show up and say, can I talk to you about Jesus? Can I share the word with you? Are you willing to step up and be involved in that harvest? And I think of Missions Month when we have a lot of different people that come and and share what God is doing in their ministry. And it's amazing. We have opportunities to partner with these ministries. And and this is a very good thing. In fact, this is our fifth time doing Missions Month. That's amazing. It's it's been a, a, a really neat thing that we have here at the church. But be careful. Be careful from the thought that, well, other people are the ones who do this. And so we partner in prayer for them. We, we write the check for them. Don't go through missions month without asking yourself this question. How am I to be involved in the harvest?
I want to close with this. When you consider your own life and, and when Jesus came, he brought good news of the kingdom. Here's the good news. There's this curse called sin and it separates you from God. That's not good news. There's more. The good news is that Jesus came to save you from the curse. God didn't just leave you in this state of separation from him. He, he sent his son Jesus to pay the penalty and the price for your sin. So he died for your sin, and when he rose again, he proved that his payment was good. It covers the curse of sin, and you have a choice. Do I want to stay separated from God, or do I want to receive the forgiveness of my sin by putting my faith in Christ? And as you're listening here right now, it's possible with this many people listening, there's someone that, as you reflect on your own life, you can't think of a time when, when you settled the issue of sin in your life. When you came to this compassionate Savior and received this healing in your spiritual life. And so as we close, I want to give the opportunity for anyone to receive that gift of salvation. And so would you join me in prayer? And as I pray, I invite the worship team to come forward. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this passage of Scripture to remind us that we all have a job to do. For those who are in Christ, we respond by getting to work and praying and asking for you to raise people up to be involved in this work of ministry. So, Lord, use us. Equip us to be effective in your kingdom. And, Lord, for all of us listening, it's possible there's someone right now considering their spiritual life and whether or not they've been saved by putting their faith and trust in Jesus. And if you've not done that, you are separated from God the Father. And the only way you can be made right is by coming in repentance to the Lord and saying, God, I want you in my life, and I want to change, and I want to receive Jesus. And if you desire that today, would you pray with me right now in your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I come to you a sinner in need of a Savior. I am separated from a perfect and holy God. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. And today I'm asking for forgiveness of my sin. And that you would redeem me. Change my life and help me to live in a vibrant relationship with you, God, and to serve in your kingdom. Please change my life to your honor and to your glory. I receive you today by grace through faith in Christ. And Father, as we 
close this time of reflection and consider our ways, I pray that, Lord, you would stir in our hearts. Let us not go through the motions of life, but make every moment count because the harvest is plentiful. There are people that we know, that we're connected with, that we rub shoulders with, that desperately need salvation. Help us to be involved in the harvest. Stir in our hearts, Jesus. Thank you for paying the ultimate price so that we could be set free. And Lord, in response to that gift of salvation, we owe you everything. How can we not be involved in the work of the harvest? Help us to get involved in Jesus' name.